Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am super excited because it's not just me and Charlie today. We actually have a special guest who is Charlie's husband, Nate Horton. Woo! Welcome to the podcast, Nate. Our our very first guest. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) Yeah. So Nate is gonna, um, he really was like very willingly excited to come on. I asked him and he was just very excited to come on. So thank you for coming. He's going to talk about breathing, um, the power of breathing. And it sounds basic, right? Like everybody breathes. You have to, um, to stay alive, but it's kind of mind blowing the stuff that he's going to talk about. But before we give it over to you, I just want to give like a quick bio. Um, so Nate recently completed his doctor of physical therapy degree and he is a licensed licensed physical therapist um, at an outpatient orthopedic cl- uh, clinic where we live here in Portland, Maine. Um, and he's really become interested in how physical therapy can relate and connect to mental health and well-being. Um, and he actually contributed to a research project on mental health and health science students. So uh, I think that's kind of like over time you've gotten more interested in um, you know how physical therapy relates to mental health. Yeah, definitely. And it actually kind of happened being in physical therapy school started to have more trouble with anxiety myself. And that's where I started to notice the kind of interplay in my body to where when I was feeling stressed or anxious, then that would affect how my body was feeling. Like I've had sort of neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain off and on for a long time. And I realized that when I'd be in a stressful situation, like a new clinic site rotation or just a hard time of the semester, then my neck pain would be a lot worse. And I was like, oh, that's strange. I mean, there's obviously there's something going on there. Um, And most people are kind of aware that, you know, if you're stressed mentally, that might make you get tension in your shoulders or your back. Um, And also, if you're not feeling well physically, which we see more often in physical therapy, people come in, they have injuries or whatnot, then that can affect how you're feeling mentally. It can lead to depression, anxiety, um, and just general not feeling so, um, not feeling like yourself. Um, I love so that. It's... Like, that makes so much sense. I've definitely yeah. experienced that myself. Like I know when I'm stressed, I'll start to like one of my shoulders starts to get higher than the other as like it tightens up and yeah. I have to like get a massage or something. <laughs> and also if I'm not feeling good physically, then my mental health starts to decline as well. And it is interesting, like how much the body and the mind are connected that mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Yes. I cannot wait to hear more. Yes, absolutely. And I think connected is the perfect word to describe it because I sort of realized these things separately and then connected them together. And so the reason we're talking about breathing today is because breathing really is kind of central to how we feel mentally. And it's also, it turns out, central to how our body functions and how we feel physically. Um, and not only is it central to both of those things, but breathing is the connection from one to the other. Um, so a lot of people probably have heard of things like mindfulness and how that, how breathing is important for mindfulness or meditation. 
or even like if you have practiced yoga before, then you know that breathing is a big part of that. So that's maybe not as new of a concept to people um, that just being intentional with your breathing can help you to feel better mentally. And that's actually something that's been studied quite a bit um, scientifically. So it's been, well, just for background. So our nervous system that regulates how we feel inside has two parts. So it has sympathetic and then parasympathetic. And sympathetic is just the stress um, kind of fight or flight response part of part of our nervous system. And then parasympathetic is just the exact opposite. So it helps us to feel rested. It helps us to recover. Um, and the two are always kind of going back and forth and they should be in balance together. So it's not that one is good or bad, but you need to have balance between the two. Um, and so being intentional with your breathing and taking large purposeful breaths has been shown can stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where it can help you to feel so much more relaxed when you're having stress. Um, so that is something that people may or may not be aware of um, on some level or another, and it sort of just rings true when we hear it. Um, but something that I learned recently, and that's really kind of, I would say even changed my life, changed my career and my passion for physical therapy, is that breathing is also central in that same way to how we function physically. Um, and I actually, I would actually use the word serendipity for how <laughs> I came across um, the job opportunity for where I'm working now. It's my first job. Um, it's a clinic here. It's actually in Westbrook, Maine, right next to Portland. And it's a clinic called Riverview Physical Therapy. Um, and they have a treatment approach where it's really more of a principle of how they address physical therapy um, that's rooted in um, a, a, an institute that was started actually back in 2000 called the Postural Restoration Institute. And it was started by a physical therapist who worked in a lot of different settings. So he worked with people who had um, lung disorders or um, breathing disorders. He also worked with people who were victims of burns. Um, so he saw a lot of different areas of how physical therapy can help people feel better as far as their physiological function or how they're working on the inside. Um, and then he got a job in an outpatient orthopedic clinic, like where I'm working now, where it was more like things with like knee pain, hip pain, back pain. And he realized that a lot of the typical like strengthen this muscle, stretch that muscle, really missed the big picture of what's underlying of how our bodies are all interrelated. It's not just we have our muscles and our bones and then everything else is separate. You know, it's all kind of comes back together and breathing not only is that the center of our bodies, but it's also the center of how um, we move and how we function physically. Um, so just to, I guess, so basically in that clinic, the way that we use this treatment approach or this principle is that we almost always start with breathing and addressing how people are breathing and dysfunctional breathing. And it comes down to not just an individual problem where people might have an injury that causes them to breathe differently, but it actually is more of a problem on the social level where especially in um, like Western society, we have these issues of lack of movement. So a lot of people work at desk jobs, 40 hours a week, we're 
very much on um, like computers, cell phones, that sort of thing. And that makes us move a lot less than our bodies were evolved to move. And then it's also a new concept of chronic stressors. Mm -hmm. So our bodies are evolved to function and respond to stress that's very much acute and in the moment. So imagine a time when we might be out looking for berries or gathering food and there's a tiger in the bushes. And so that's a very acute stress. Our body, in order for us to survive as a species, we had to be very good at recognizing that stress and identifying it and focusing on it and then responding with a very quick kind of musculoskeletal, um, you know, tense up, run away, your heart rate goes up, your breathing intensifies. All of that is that stress response, fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system. Um, but the problem is we don't have a different system for chronic stress. So chronic stress is I'm unhappy in my job. I work too much. I don't like my boss. Um, I have student loans. There's a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't global know what to do warming, about it. Global climate change. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. All of the things that have sort of become prevalent in our society these days. And so our body experiences these stresses that never really get taken away and we don't ever really utilize the outlets to kind of release the pressure that builds up from that and so in our in our bodies don't have a better way to respond aside from what it's always done which is tighten up your muscles your heart rate goes up your breathing goes up you become more aware and more kind of focused on the situation Wow, that makes so yeah. much sense because kind of what I'm thinking about, like just as sort of a recent example, there was something on social media that um, sort of got me tensed up like that. You know, it felt yeah. sort of like an attack. Um, mm -hmm. And even after I was completely done with that social media discussion, I still felt tense for like three days because I know that some point I'm going to actually have to see that person in real life. And so it felt like that, yeah. you know, it wasn't resolved amicably. And so like, yeah. it, it's not like a bear where like, after you've outrun the bear, you don't keep thinking about like, they're now plotting how to make my life miserable in the future. <laughs> they're just like on to right. something else. And so you don't have like that emotional tie. So that what you're saying makes so much sense. Like my body is still stressed, like a bear is running after me, but it's yes. an elongated, probably years long situation that I'll be in. Right. Yeah. And like, just to give an example too. So this was back, um, I last year I got moved to a different department and work that was just really, really stressful. And I had gone from, I used to get migraines a lot, but after we went vegan, I rarely got them. Well, in this department within like um, just a few months, I had got, had like seven migraines. Wow. Um, it was so bad. And I had headaches a lot and I felt really bad. And mm. that's when you kind of initially, even before you started learning about the breathing stuff, you said, explain that it's like mm -hmm. you're sitting at a desk and you're having the same response as if a bear was chasing you but you're just sitting mm -hmm. and so Nate had recommended I start running mm -hmm. um every day and I hated running like hated my whole life like I did not like to run and I was like very much like stubborn like I don't want to do yeah, this but yeah. I was like you know what? at this point I'll try it because I was I felt so physically bad and once I started after a week I mean it was probably only a week 
I saw such a difference in how my mm. physical body felt mm. that I was like, I just started running every day and I became obsessed. And now I love running. I haven't been running recently because of health issues, but I'm like working my way up to go back to it. And it's just, it was amazing because um, even after I started that, I had, I haven't had a migraine since you told mm -hmm. me to start doing that. So I try to, even though I haven't been able to run, I'll like, um, if I get really stressed about something, I'll try to do movements or like do some kind of exercise to right. kind of get the, uh, like, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I mean, you know, better than me. It's not like toxins, but like your, the um, hormones or something like the stress mm -hmm. hormones in your body. Like if you can exercise, it's almost like kind of like a releasing it's, it's an endorphin yeah. release and it makes you feel better okay. yeah so i'm really glad that both of you said what you said because it brings up a lot of good points to address here um so kind of back in the spring that's really the best option that i could think of at the time was like a, a stress relief you know aerobic exercise runners high even just you know weightlifting or doing a yoga class are good are good ways to get some stress relief and hormone relief. But when we think about running, I ran a lot in high school and middle school. And so running is something I'm passionate about or interested in. Um, but 80% of runners get injured within a given year. And mm -hmm. so it's not just that a lot of people think I want to exercise more, I should go for a run. We need to learn to move, to exercise, to run in a way that we're not so tense and we're not stressed out. So we need to address the tension, which is what Ashley had brought up before we go into exercise, which is also another type of stress. It's just that you feel better afterwards because you get it out and then you get it over with and then your body kind of cycles back through parasympathetic. Um, but I like that you brought up, Ashley, you feel tension like in your shoulder, one shoulder kind of tightens up because it actually all comes back to the breathing. So if you think about why do so many people, the first thing people want when they come to physical therapy is just give me a good stretch. Like everybody's <laughs> like, what's the best stretch for this? Yeah. Because I need the stretch. I know I'm too tight. And even Charlie, who is one of the most, her joints are just, it's called hypermobile. So she can just bend her thumb crazy ways, her elbows. You yeah, might have it's heard not like, a good I'm thing. I'm a little double jointed. <laughs> yeah, like double jointed. Yeah. But even people like that feel like I need to stretch. Like the most flexible people in the world, like Cirque du Soleil, feel like they need to stretch. And so it's it's not that our muscles are too short or they're too stiff. It's just that we have tension or the word is tone throughout our bodies. Yeah. And that comes back to the stress. So when going, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I think it's important to give a little bit of background with how our body reacts physically um, when we have that sympathetic response is that it turns on all the emergency signals for we need to get oxygen in. And what that means is we need to make our lungs as big as possible. So we do that by tightening our back, opening and flaring our ribs up and out. And then we start to use all the, they're called accessory breathing muscles. So you have your large breathing muscle inside your body is your diaphragm, and it sits at the base of your rib cage. But you also have other muscles that can help to elevate your ribs and help you to get air in as well. So that you have some on the front that connect to your neck. You have some connecting to your shoulders, like your pectoral muscles. Anything connecting to the rib cage can kind of help pull it open. And so in those moments of stress, all those muscles kind of kick in, contribute, and are like, okay, let's get this air in. We need to get oxygen because yeah. this is an emergency. 
The problem is that people are walking around and moving around and trying to go for runs still locked up in that I need to get air in kind of body posture. The word is posture is kind of, um, I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I don't, the posture is not necessarily the best word for it. It's more of just how our body is kind of forced into moving. So just this, the internal situation of our muscle tension. Um, so that's where a lot of almost any kind of chronic or long-term, or there's not really an explanation for it, pain that people come into physical therapy with is it comes down to the fact that you have too much tension because you're stressed. And so your body is using this kind of stress response positioning to do just normal daily tasks, not only just walking around, not just going for runs, but even people sleep in this position, people sit in this position at their computer. Um, and so how do we address it? Well, we need to do the exact opposite. We need to go from prioritizing, taking a deep, deep breath in to learning how to get the air back out. That's the key. That's the piece that people never really get. Um, and something, a, a study that I always think about with this, there's a psychology study where they have people hold a pencil between their teeth for 30 seconds or so. And then they find that people are automatically happier when they, when they ask them to rate their happiness level after doing that. Huh. So it's not that they tell them to smile or anything. It's just putting your body in a position or putting your face in a position of a smile tells your brain that it's happy and then you feel happier. Oh. So putting your body in certain positions that promote more of the parasympathetic side of things, breathing out, getting your ribs lowered back down, tells your brain, I'm not in an emergency situation. It's okay to relax. And then everything in your body responds accordingly. Yeah, that reminds mind. me. Yeah, that reminds me. Are you familiar with Amy Cuddy? She did a TED talk about not, no. body no, posture. But, it it uh -huh. was like oh, is it, it the power pose? Yeah, all those power poses yeah. and how it can actually. So what you're saying makes so much sense, and I'm sure that there's like you said, muscles and things inside that mm -hmm. you know um, also it works that way, but it's not just as I don't know, intuitive maybe isn't the right word, but like it's easy to stand in front of the mirror with your hands on your hips and do a power pose. But like what you're talking about is like some of the things right. on the inside that you can't see. And actually, right yeah, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, actually a lot of those power poses are almost just contributing to even more kind of get air in stress position. So you're bracing, if your hands are on your hips, you're bracing and, um, locking your arms down so that your chest muscles can pull your ribs up even stronger so it's like it's not that again that it's not that sympathetic activation or stress activation is a bad thing it's just that we need that balance and we're already so many of us are already so stressed out that for a lot of people doing those kind of stress poses that get you right. lighted up and paying attention and aware in the moment it's almost can be too much like i i we, we were assigned to listen to that TED talk my first year of PT school. Yeah. And I, I tried to do some of those before my first practical exam. And <laughs> it was not helpful. Not well, if you're like, already in a stressful state, right. then right. it can make it worse. But I, I see how, because it's the same thing I feel like with like, you know, look good, feel good type of thing. So if you Mm -hmm. um, you're just, it's not like you're tricking your brain. You're just kind of sending a message to your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you're like standing powerful, mm -hmm. then you're sending a message to your brain that, you know, you are powerful. Or if you're dressed 
for whatever you want, whatever role, um, like how you always talk about mm. recreating yourself. If yeah, you recreate yeah. yourself for your, whatever you're manifesting, whatever your goal is, then it's, it kind of tells your brain, this is what we're doing. And so what you're saying is this is like an actual biological thing inside yeah. that you're telling. It's just the same thing. It's sending a signal mm-hmm. to your brain that, um, you don't need to stress. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a good aspect of the power pose in that you're, if, if you're someone who feels like maybe lack of confidence or afraid to kind of be seen or heard, then it's a good way of telling yourself that it's okay to take up space and to be present and to be kind of part of the situation. Yeah. So I do think that they can be really powerful in that sense. Sure. This but is not for your breathing. But, 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 but it might make your breathing more stressed out. Like <laughs> right. It might make right. your heart rate There's still like a time and a place for all of these. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and what you're saying makes sense because I did a lot of those power poses and I started wearing like power suits and stuff when I kind of mm-hmm. transitioned out of like being in a cult environment and it was very mm-hmm. empowering, but there also was this feeling that came with it of like, I am so exhausted of having to be powerful in this moment. And so I'm excited to hear, you know, what you're saying about how we can kind of get our body into more of a relaxed state. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, So going back to the the pencil and the teeth makes you smile, makes you happier. Getting the breath out and lowering the ribs down helps your body to relax and to feel more at peace and kind of balance out with more parasympathetic input. so that's basically counteracting all of the tension that we typically have in our back and our neck. So a simple kind of exercise that if somebody's listening that they can go through this and um, this is sort of this type of thing that we would maybe start with with a new client in the physical therapy clinic is you would just come to, you could do it just sitting and you would lean forwards. So you would either rest with your forearms on your knees, or you could even come to like a ragdoll position where you're just hanging forwards, or even just kind of slouching a little bit and letting your back relax, letting your low back kind of flatten out against the back of the chair, not having to hold your neck up tall. So letting your head kind of droop forwards. Um, that's, that's step number one, because if you don't relax all the muscles on the back, then you're never gonna be able to get the ribs down in front. And then step two is take just a normal breath in and then on the breath out, breathe out like you're blowing out birthday candles and just mm-hmm. exhale through pursed lips and keep going and keep breathing out and keep breathing out and keep breathing out. Like there's a lot of birthday candles. Like, <laughs> like this is your hundredth like birthday party. Hundredth birthday <laughs> and you have to get them all blown out. <laughs> and you'll get to a point where you can't get any more air out and that's where you pause. You hold one second, two seconds, three seconds, and then you make sure you stay relaxed and take a relaxed breath in back through the nose and repeat. So you do that for five breaths in a row. And you're breathing, you're breathing in through the nose and then you're breathing out through the mouth. That's important, right? Or Yes. Okay. So breathing in through the nose helps to, um, it's just the natural way to breathe. Humans are the only animals that keep their mouths open and breathe through their mouths at night because that's a, a stressful way of breathing of I need to get a bigger hole to get more air in oh. and all goes back to the getting air in um, so breathing in through the nose activates your diaphragm and it's a more relaxed and healthy way of breathing and then breathing out through the mouth making kind of a pursed lips or like an o shape with your mouth helps to stimulate 
the vagus nerve, which regulates parasympathetic input. It also helps to give you some feedback or some pressure to blow against so that you can use your abdominal muscles a little bit more to get the air out. Um, you can actually even do this with a balloon. It'd be even better if you, I don't know who has balloons in their house, but if anybody <laughs> does <laughs> blow out into the balloon and try to fill up the balloon with a breath and then pause and then don't let the air suck back into your mouth, breathe into your nose, kind of keeping your tongue at your, the roof of your mouth to, to seal off the air and then blow into the balloon even more. Um, so that those are all ways to activate your abdominal muscles and get your ribs lowered down in the front. And when you pause at the end, it's kind of the key because that's where the system reset comes. That's what helps your diaphragm reposition into a more healthy and strong position where it's elevated and it has more room to push back down. It also helps to regulate and balance out the pH levels in your blood. So it forces your body to retain more carbon dioxide. When we open our lungs up so big, then our carbon dioxide moves a lot easier than oxygen across the lungs. And so we're bleeding out all the carbon dioxide. We're not keeping enough of it in. That makes your blood pH go higher. So you're more alkalytic in your blood. And then that can actually contribute to chronic stress and feeling anxiety and having a higher heart rate. So when you make that pause at the end, that helps you keep more carbon dioxide. It causes an actual chemical change in your bloodstream. And it really strongly shuts off all the tension and tone all throughout your body. Um, and so can I interrupt and yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. like my personal experience? So when Nate uh, started telling me about this, I was just like, he was just so excited. Like I've learned all this about breathing and I'm thinking, okay, like breathing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, that's great. Um, <laughs> until he actually had me do some exercises and I'm like, this is amazing. I'll do it on my own when I start to get stressed. So two things I actually have felt um, like after doing the, like, you know, breathing in and then like blowing all the air out doing that a few times after like two or three rounds of doing that I can actually I'll start coughing oh. um and he said that's because mm -hmm. you're getting air in places that mm -hmm. you normally you're not so like when we just normally yes. breathe in we're not actually using a lot of our lungs wow. so like I'll and then after I cough and I breathe in yeah. after I'm coughing I can actually it's weird I can like feel that uh -huh. air is getting in like mm -hmm. to places I didn't really feel before um, so that's like a, a positive thing, but also, um, it's helped so much with like anxiety and just health, uh, cause it can help with mental, physical, emotional issues, right? Like it's not mm -hmm. just about physical, um, because I, so I've been having like that, these health issues the past few months. And it's like a thing where my heart rate will just like go up randomly really high. And then I just start panicking because it's like the adrenaline. Right. And what I'll do is I'll immediately do what he's taught me with the breathing and within like literally seconds of doing it, I can feel like my heart rate drop. I can feel my whole body just wow. relax wow. and like mm -hmm. the adrenaline go away. And so, um, and that's something that's like, you know, obviously that's like a two for one, like, it's like, you know, sure. it's like something that's physically off, but then it causes anxiety because it's like your heart rate's high. And so it's helping me. It has helped me with both. It's helped me with the physical aspect of it. Cause it truly does physically lower my heart rate when it goes higher, but then it's also calming my emotions and my anxiety 
bring me back to a place of being calm. So mm-hmm. it has personally worked for me. Um, I know like I'm biased mm-hmm. because like Nate's my husband, but I'm not <laughs> lying. Like it really, <laughs> it really has worked. And um, like I said, at first I was just like breathing. Like, is this, I mean, it's like just what we all do, right? Like what's can be special about this, but it really is kind of mind blowing. And it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. I think that it kind of ties in with what our last episode was about intuition, how we were saying that it's everyone has it uh, and it's available Mm -hmm. to everyone. And so that's kind of how, like, how cool is that? That this is something you have and all you have to do is learn the exercises and you have access Mm -hmm. to this. You don't have to have a lot of money or have, you know, whatever to buy these certain things. You already have it. You just have to learn how to utilize it. And I like that a lot about it. Definitely. Wow. Wow. And so there's another component to it that I actually is also very interesting and exciting that I haven't mentioned. So we've talked a lot about, we get tense in our back and our ribs Mm -hmm. flare up in the front. So that's sort of a front to back type of issue or an asymmetry front to back. Um, Another asymmetry that happens is a left to right asymmetry. So this happens within, um, our body because of the shape of our diaphragm. Our diaphragm is a little bit stronger on the right. It also Mm -hmm. has the liver underneath of it. So it has something that it can push against. Whereas on the left, it has the heart on top of it and Mm -hmm. it just has stomach and intestines underneath of it. So it tends to be a lot weaker. It tends to flatten out um, and be less effective. Um, And because of that, people will tend to drift over towards their right side. They'll stand with a little bit more weight on their right leg and they'll preference to to moving or even looking with their eyes and turning their head to the right. Is that why most people are right-handed and stuff like dominantly? I think so. Yeah, I haven't heard that explicitly proven or said, but that's my understanding of it as well. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so you get this left to right asymmetry, and then that turns into a rotational or transverse plane asymmetry as well. So a lot of people who have scoliosis, it develops in adolescence. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I think probably 80 to 90% of scoliotic curves, they all go in the same direction. As far as the first curve, it always goes to the right. I have a little scoliosis. Um, I'm going to have to check that. Right. And so they've learned recently that scoliosis is not a side to side um, issue, a left and right issue. It's a it's a rotational issue where the the rib or the um, spine itself, the vertebrae are a little bit twisted at each segment. Um, And so it's actually happening because of the rotational kind of forces on the inside of the fact that we're not symmetrical in our intestines and our our lungs um, with our heart and all of that. Um, and so that's where it can really contribute to people will have like, oh, I have pain on my right shoulder, but not my left shoulder. I have pain in my right knee, but not my left knee, my right hip, but not my left hip. And it's not always even that. Sometimes people might have pain in their left hip, but not their right. But it still always comes back to the fact that there's this asymmetry in how we're moving if we always hold this breathing related tension in our bodies that forces us. And it's, it's kind of funny if you go through like the grocery store or you just watch people 
you'll notice people tend to kind of, if they're just standing around waiting in line, they'll stand more just over their right leg oh, and yeah. maybe they'll have their right hip kind right. of popped out to yeah, the side, looking down at their phone with their head twisted a little bit to the right. It's because it's not just because we're right-handed, it's because that's an easy kind of position to breathe in. And it just puts all of our attention in a comfortable spot where it's like, this is where we want to pull your body. So is it good to do that or no? It's not good. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay, so we need to stop that. Okay, so I need to start leaning to the left. But we're all getting pulled there because of the asymmetrical tension in our muscles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to bring that up just because I wanted to finish up by giving some general kind of posture, back of that word, okay. posture tips. Um, if, if you say to somebody, I'm going to look at your posture, everybody does the same thing. They'll stand up tall and straight they'll yeah. tighten their back they'll uh -huh. lift their shoulders right. and that's the exact again this exact wrong thing to do so <laughs> we already have enough tension in our back right. good posture where your body can move efficiently and in a relaxed way and and even in an athletic way uh -huh. um and in an agile way is to be relaxed in the back and have the ribs tucked down in the front wow so I just had an aha moment with that too, because mm -hmm. I'm wondering if a lot of, at least in like Western culture, our posture ideas came from like the military where exactly. they're always like, a, you know, alert. And ah, so that yes. is the kind of pose you need to be in if you're in a dangerous situation, but like normal right. people who are not in the military, like that's hopefully they're not in danger all the time. So they, oh, yes. wow, this is yes. fascinating. Yeah, oh, yeah the term really is, good. it is military posture is, is kind of the chronic issue oh, is wow. that so many people think that's what we should be doing. And yeah. I'm glad you said like Western society, because when I started learning all of this, what clicked in my mind was something that I've been interested in before, which is Tai Chi. And basically oh, the way yeah. that we teach people to move in the clinic is the way that you should be moving when you're doing Tai Chi. It's having your ribs tucked down, your back relaxed, you're kind of sitting with your hips a little bit tucked underneath of you. So your low back shouldn't be arched backwards. It should be kind of flattened out. Right. And you can move like water, like they do with Tai Chi. You can move without feeling like you're using your muscles at all. Huh. Um, and that's how they used to, you know, Tai Chi originated as a, a, a way of fighting. So that was how they could be efficient and wow. effective as, as um, in combat was to keep themselves and to counteract the tendency to want to tighten up. Wow. So. Oh, my mind is just like blowing over and over again. I'm not going to have a brain <laughs> at the end because it's just like. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like something as simple as breathing, it can like just, it just can blow your mind. Like it's just, yeah. And I feel like it really is so serendipitous because we talk all the time about how things are connected. Sorry if you can hear our chihuahuas. Um, they're pretty <laughs> mad that nobody's in there with them cuddling. Um, but, <laughs> they're probably but, really tense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, 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 they are. They are pretty tense. <laughs> um, yeah, but we talk about how, you know, a lot of our serendipitous stories are just about how things are just so interconnected. Mm -hmm. We talked about that with quantum physics and intuition and just so many things we talked about. And this just goes back about it's, it's like your whole body, your being is interconnected, your mm -hmm. mind, your, if you want to call it your soul, your energy, like it's not just this energy you can touch, you know, like and feel it's the energy of your, your mind, your emotions, your being, all of it is interconnected. 
Um, and I don't know, it's just really cool to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're hearing this and you're interested in Tai Chi, then I would say just like before you go run, you should do some of these breathing exercises we talked about to release mm -hmm. tension. Start with that, help yourself release your tension and then try the Tai Chi movements. They'll probably be a lot more easier and you'll probably look more like the people in the videos who know <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> um, and so just some other general posture tips. So when you're standing, think back to the pencil example. If you stand with your ribs kind of tucked down, your back relaxed, your tailbone tucked a little bit underneath of you, and then you drift your weight slightly to your left foot, you can make it easier by positioning your left foot slightly behind and out to the side, and then move to where you see your belly button is over your right or your left big toe. And that's, again, it's a position that makes you have to use your left diaphragm a little bit more. And that tells your body, I'm not in an emergency situation, because if I were, I wouldn't be standing in this weird kind of um, yeah. position that feels like I'm not very, you know, comfortable here, because it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable when you first try it. But it's something you can kind of, the more you practice it, mm -hmm. um, the more you can, it'll come naturally. Exactly. And you'll just kind of immediately like, kind of the more I've done the breathing, if I'll feel some like a panic attack coming on, I'll immediately go mm -hmm. to do some of the breathing stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it's like that, that's kind of like my instinct is yeah. to and before it like wasn't, you know, like, yeah. so now it's kind of starting to become more of my instinct to, okay, I'm gonna focus my breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, So over time, like it, the whole positioning, the more we do that, then yes. it'll yeah, so my boss, the guy who hired me, I, I say that he's a PT wizard because he's so um, talented and like he sees so many different things helping people with this. But it's funny because he actually, I would say, is almost moved the other way because he's done so much practicing counteracting the normal tendency that he tends to have his right shoulder a little bit higher. He tends to be a little bit more hunched over to the left and he always will stand on his left leg. And even if you look around the clinic, all the therapists, when we're like documenting or talking to people <laughs> standing around, we all like stand on our left leg oh. to keep ourselves from getting tense. So you practice what you preach. <laughs> all day long. Yeah. That's really cool. That's good. Like my left foot was so tired for the first few weeks. Really? <laughs> That's great though. That's see, I think, yeah, I love all of this. I love how it is so accessible to anyone. Um, you just have to know about it. You just yeah. have to. Um, know about it and then once you know about it you have it the tools like you you know to do it yourself so right. mm -hmm. I love that yeah other other general things if you're sitting scoot all the way back to the back of the chair okay. and then just let your low back relax into it okay. a lot of us tend especially if you don't have a back support then you're uh -huh. automatically going to be tight in your back and kind of holding yourself up mm -hmm. with those back muscles so you need a good back support that's not like leaning way back that you can let yourself be supported by in order to relax that tension you can also kind of shift your left knee slightly behind your right it's going to be the same as if you're standing more on your left leg um, if you work at a computer position your monitor slightly to the left or if you have two monitors put the secondary monitor on the left side instead okay. of the right because that's going to force you to look with your eyes a little bit more to the left. Okay. And there's actually a reflex in your brain where every time you look with your eyes, it triggers muscles in your neck. So you're triggering the muscles on the left side of your neck that you typically wouldn't use. And you're, it 
forces the muscles on the right side of your neck and your right shoulder to be relaxed, um, even down to like your right mid back. Um, yeah. When you're sleeping, a lot of people would prefer to sleep on their right side, which mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be a problem, um, but you wanna make sure you have pillows between your legs. Yes. And then um, you, want, you don't want necessarily a very thick pillow under your head on the right side because people tend to have their head side bent over to the left anyway. So you wanna let it come back over to the right. Mm -hmm. Or if you're able to sleep on your left side, put a small pillow under your side to keep you bent over to that side and have a thicker pillow or two pillows stacked up under your head, again, to help with bending your head away from your left shoulder. Huh. I think so, the sleeping one, that would kind of set you up for your next day. Is yes. that right? Like if you yes. are in a more, it'll help you sleep better. Mm -hmm. But then when you wake up, I would imagine that you would be more um, refreshed and more, you're already in a calm state. Yeah. versus waking up and yeah, yeah and you and you want to kind of round yourself forward almost to like a more of a fetal position okay. posture at well, least I think in I've your been spine sleeping right then because i'm always in the fetal position yeah. and i only have a leg or a pillow between my legs so good, <laughs> good. that's awesome. good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish i could say the same but like starting a new job, being a little bit more stressed, I, I try to start in that position. And I always wake right. up on my back with like my ribs <laughs> flared up and like my neck super tight. So I have to do like 20 minutes of breathing to, to feel better. Yeah. I have a question for you. I don't want to interrupt. Was there another tip no. you were going to give? No, that, yeah, that was all I had. So, okay. So I have started seeing, particularly around like the spiritual space online, mm -hmm. um, something called breath work. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that can be a broad term and used for multiple things, but this is like a specific mm -hmm. technique where you like, I think if I can remember correctly, I did a breath work session. It was like, you breathe in like 80% with your like belly and then 20% mm -hmm. with your chest. And then mm -hmm. you let it out of your mouth and then you immediately go back. So it was like, <sighs> and you do that mm -hmm. for like 30 minutes and you don't have any pauses and people mm -hmm. get like hallucinogenic feelings. Um, and like, I, for me, like it was super emotional and I kind of like had, yeah. it felt like a release. Some people like throw up some people, like their hands start to kind of clench and stuff. And I've heard a lot of people talk about it being really beneficial, mm -hmm. but it also felt kind of stressful when I was doing it. And I wondered if yes. you've heard of that technique and what you think of it and when it's useful when it's not or if it's just dangerous in general <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't heard of that but what it sounds like is it's basically a controlled hyperventilation yeah so like on an airplane you get a bag that you can breathe into if you're hyperventilating right. which helps you to retain more carbon dioxide and calm back down uh -huh. but it sounds like they're intentionally going through that cycle which helps which is going to lower your oxygen level in your blood right or um, yeah, so it's going to, because you're not ever taking a fully kind of a long enough breath. Right. Um, and that's going to make you feel kind of lightheaded, a little mm -hmm. bit like woozy. So for somebody who already is predisposed to some of this like high tension or lightheadedness or stress headaches type of thing, it probably wouldn't feel too good right. um, by the end of it because yeah. you're already kind of biased over in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um but I could definitely see it being 
more on like a spiritual level or like a, a sort of a hallucinogenic experience with the lightheadedness and the stuff that comes along with that. Um, the other kind of thing with it is you're getting into more of a rhythmic cycle mm -hmm. of breathing and that can sort of activate patterns of, um, of thought patterns and even like neural processes in your right. brain, sort of like what people will experience if, if they go for like a really, really long run where they're, yeah. it basically boils down to you're just repeatedly cycling this, these intense breaths in and out. Um, and so again, that can be kind of a cleansing thing, just like going for, um, or exercising can be cleansing, even though it's a, a stress in the moment to your body, right. it'll, it'll help you rebound downwards in a more of a parasympathetic direction. Right. It's all about just, I guess, being cautious with it and making sure you're aware of the risks and benefits involved. Yeah. And maybe what feels good to you. Cause I, from the description, I feel like I am very high, um, like tense, like I'm very, um, sensitive like to any kind of sensory things um and I, I do like everything you described if you're like you lean more to being like more tense right. getting the headaches like that that's like me like what you described yeah. so like I don't think I would benefit from it like mm -hmm. but someone else might like so would you say like it's kind of like listening to your body and if you try it and it mm -hmm. does feel good to you it feels like you got a positive experience from it it's probably okay yeah but if you know you're getting kind of maybe don't do it if you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody sue me, but <laughs> I won't tell you to, you, you can definitely try it. I, I'd be curious to see what, what it would feel like if you flipped it and you did an ex, uh, uh, an emphasis on the breath out with a, a right. really quick shallow breath in and see it, it might actually have more of a, a downward effect mm -hmm. of more of a, a deregulation or parasympathetic, um, effect on your body. Um, there is, I, I read a book called Breathing for Warriors and mm -hmm. an exercise in there is called um, bellows breathing, where you okay. do these really intense breaths where you're trying to get your rib cage moving. And so you're breathing in and then trying to squeeze all the air back out repeatedly. Wow. So it's, it helps to activate some of those breathing, like your abdominal muscles, the muscles between your ribs that get wow. your ribs moving the air out. Um, so again, everything involved there could be good. It's just about knowing what's right for you and being mindful that nothing is right for everybody. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's really helpful to, to know about that. Cause I've heard people talking about the breath work and how, you know, they've had some like cool spiritual experiences with it, which is great, but you know, also it sounded really intense and something that if I'm already in a panic state, probably wouldn't enjoy or benefit from. So that makes me <laughs> yeah. what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could see that being yeah. the case. Well, thank you so much for coming on me. And because this is just, it's been really helpful, I think, um, and interesting to learn more about. Um, and we really appreciate you telling us this. Um, if you want to stay on for our serendipitous moments of the week um uh, we would love to have you yes mate this was amazing like i had no idea all the cool stuff you're going to talk about this is this is so good thank you well yeah well thank you for having me on i'm really excited to join and really excited to be able to talk about all of these things so it's all fairly new to me too so this was fun <laughs> awesome well, well Charlie, actually do you, you want to start out with some stories oh. if you want me to start what do you think 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go first um, because Nate and I have one we can tell together. Um, but my first one's really short. So when my um, grandma died last, or I guess it was this, well, it, was, it hasn't even been a year, but um, she always would call me girl. And um, she would call me and say like, hey, girl, um, bye, girl, I love you, girl. So like that, that's how she always, when I would, you know, answer the phone, she would say, hey, girl. And Aww. I found out after she died that she didn't do that to anyone else. She didn't do that to her daughters or anyone else in the family that I know of. Um, so it was really special. So I ended up getting a tattoo that said, Hey girl, um, because it just reminded me of her. And it's just kind of cute. Cause I felt like she, um, it was like her trying to like, not trying, but like, it's almost like we were friends, you know, like, Aww. you know, Hey girl, <laughs> like a teenager would say or something. Um, but the other day, my aunt texted me that she was at a store and she came across, um, like this shoe section and there was a brand of shoe and the brand name was called Hey girl. Aww. Um, and so she sent it to me and I just, I, it reminded me of her and it kind of like made me feel like she was like saying, you know, not hi to me, but like, or hi to me, but also hi to my aunt. So, um, that was that was a, that a fun so story oh, I love that. that makes my heart so happy <laughs> I yeah I love that but Nate and I actually have another um a story that just happened the other day we went um to the park by our house where we go a lot they have food trucks there like all the time and so we went there to get some dinner and usually there's not that many people there. It's like a really big park. So it's like really, you know, it's outside on the open. Don't normally wear a mask, but for some reason, oh my gosh, there were so many people. And I was like, kind of freaked out um, because I didn't bring a mask. And I had, Nate and I had went like opposite ways because I was going to get a different um, meal, but they were actually closed. So I went to find him and he was in line and he had his mask on. And I was just like, there are so many people here. I wish I brought my mask. And Nate was like, oh, do you want mine? I was like, no, you can wear yours. And the girl behind us heard me and had a brand new mask in her bag, like sealed and everything. It was like, here, you can have this one. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is so nice. I was like, thank you so much. And um, then we like started talking because she had a puppy. So we like got to know her puppy's Aww. name and like a little bit about her. And we ordered her food. And then I was like, I should have like said something. Like I should have introduced myself and like gotten her number. And I was kind of feeling like, you know, I just like had gotten off work and I felt like a slob and I just like didn't <laughs> want to. Like I wasn't feeling like, confident, I guess. And Nate was like, you should totally go over there and get her number. And I was just like, no, like I, maybe that's weird. And then it kept, Nate told me like five times, like just go do it. And I was just like, okay. So we went over and we exchanged numbers. She ended up being vegan. Like we are are we wow. like I feel like we have a lot in common and we just we talked for like 10 minutes and we're gonna hopefully get together with her and her husband um within the next few weeks and so I felt like that was kind of it's like our serendipitous story because like I wouldn't have gone up without Nate telling me you know like I had like a yeah. moment where I was just like not feeling mm -hmm. like confident in myself and he was really like just go go over there and tell her tell her hi and you know say you meant to introduce yourself and so that's kind of, it's just kind of cool too. Cause it was like though she just happened to be behind us, um, in line. And most yeah. people like, we're not wearing masks, you know, like we were out in the open. And so it just, she just happened to be there. She just happened to hear, you know, me say, make that comment. And, um, so it was just kind of a, a fun little story. It was also kind of funny because we had the whole conversation 
probably like five to 10 feet away from her while she was sitting there waiting for her food. And afterwards we were like, you know, it's kind of hard with a mask on to know how loud you were talking. Yeah. I wonder if she heard us just Maybe going she... back and forth. Should we talk to her? Should we ask for her number? <laughs> but she still was nice. So. Oh, I love that. And Charlie, you talked about this before, but just how you and Nate, like your intuition kind of like comes together and like you kind of yeah. have these overlaps. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, I have a story too, and this involves you, Charlie. Um, I randomly started following this account that had a bunch uh, on Instagram that had a bunch of these beautiful sun catchers on them. And I had never, like, I'd always thought sun catchers were pretty, but I hadn't thought about them a lot. But one of the people that I follow, you know, posted a little video of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. Suncatchers have come a long way since I was a kid. <laughs> so pretty. And so I started following the account. I was like, I'm going to get one of these someday, but I want to see what, you know, kinds that they have because the store would post them a lot. And then I'll, you know, figure out what kind I like. And then literally the next day was my birthday. And Charlie, you had sent me a gift in the mail, which I had no idea was coming. I open it up and it is the most beautiful sun catcher I have ever seen. <laughs> and I had not told you about this. I had not shared about the sun catcher on my page. And it is, it is so pretty. It is creating beautiful rainbows in our bedroom. And Aww. oh my gosh, it was just like the perfect gift. And I love, we are such soul sisters because I didn't even tell you that. And you knew I would mm -hmm. love it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's. And it's crazy because I had bought that probably a month before your birthday and it was already in the mail to you. By the time you saw that ad, it was already wow. in the mail out of my hands. And I just, yeah, I love that you sent me an audio message and like, you know, said like, thank you so much, but you're not going to believe this. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's how half of our story start was like, you're not going to believe this because it's just so many serendipitous things like just happen between us all the time. And that's like, I think that's one of my new favorite stories. Cause it's just like, just, it's really random. Like it's so random how you just happen to see this happen to follow it. And then the next day, and I just happened to it's, we never had talked about it before. And I really hadn't seen sun catchers much until I was looking for a birthday gift for you. And I was like, Oh, Ashley would love this. And it's just, it feels really random. And I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. That was so much fun. And Nate, I know this is putting you on the spot. Do you have any serendipitous stories you want to share? If not, no worries. You kind of had a shared one with Charlie, but don't want to make you feel left oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I don't think I do. Okay, I think that's just, fine. <laughs> just, just the fact that I have, that I got this job and that I'm learning this kind of stuff. It's so, like I had been thinking about the breathing and how it relates to posture and whatnot before hearing about this. And so it's kind of, just lucked into this position where I'm getting to practice it and be around people who know what they're doing. So, cause you weren't looking for it. Like you weren't like looking no. for that. Yeah. It just happened. In fact, at first I was kind of skeptical, like, eh, I don't know if I want to work at this clinic where they do this thing. I'd never really heard of people doing right. that much actually in physical therapy. It seems kind of, you know, out there or a little bit woo woo, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and guys, this I'm is like, the job. In. 
that he got when he wore Charlie's grandfather's socks. I remember yes. that story a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes. It's, it's, and it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's all connected. Uh, well, hey, everybody. Um, if you have a serendipitous story, please send it to us. If you've had, um, you know, maybe an impactful breathing experience, we'd love to hear those stories too. And mm-hmm. you can either like send us a DM on Instagram, uh, which were serendipity.pod, or you can send us an email at pod.serendipity at gmail.com. We would love, love, love to feature your stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we'd also love if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a review and send us a screenshot, um, either by email or on Instagram, we have a special gift um, that we want to send to you for leaving a review. So we would absolutely love that. Yes. And make sure you t- tune in next week. We're going to have another great episode for you. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. Sending you all so much love. Bye.